This episode is brought to you by Crunchyroll, aka the ultimate way to shove anime inside of your own brain using a computer or like a PS4 or something. Dear listeners, this is a great thing that you can do. Crunchyroll has so much of the anime. Do you know how many different animes they have? I will name for you some of the anime. Myself, yourself. When supernatural battles become commonplace. The world is still beautiful. Blast of Tempest. A dark rabbit has seven lives. Magical warfare. School days. Tribe cool crew. Ultimate Fafnir. Brian Altano's word association game. <laughs> Skip beat. Zatch bell. Zatch bell is not real. Yes, it is. Zatch bell. Yeah. My little monster. Say I love you. It's just one title. Your lie in April. Hey, that's my wife. <laughs> that's another great anime. I can't understand what my husband is saying. These are all actual titles. No, I'm not. Wait, that one's not. That's, that's not a real. Girls und Panzer. That one's actually about girls in a tank. Dog Days. That's a Spike Lee joint. Samurai Flamenco. Samurai Flamenco is Mike Tyson's Punch Out's hard mode. <laughs> Cuticle Detective Inaba. No, that's not real. <laughs> I'm actually 100% serious. Those are all names of real anime titles available on Crunchyroll, which can be yours for just $6.95 a month, totally unlimited. But if you go to Crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and sign up today, you will get your first 30 days absolutely free. Anime is wild. Even when it's paid for, I can't can talk about anime without you fuckers interrupting. Hello, and welcome to the comedy button. My Hello. Name's, Hello. My, I know, I did have a little bit of that going. Hello. Hello. My name's Anthony Gagos. Joining me is Brian Altano. Brrrah, brrrah. Scott Bromley. Warning. Uh, no Ryan Scott. Went, went. Uh, Max Goville. <laughs> welcome back to the continuing adventures of Muscle Man and the Frogs. And, uh... And our best friend, Jared. Jared. Previously on Muscle Man and the Frogs, the frogs got lost in the forest. Jared, tell us what happened next. Well, once the frogs were lost in the forest, they found their way to the magical land of the lily pads. Incorrect. The fucking owl ate them. And Muscle Man had to go back to that fucking pet store again. Hi, hi Jared. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I shall endeavor to fill the Ryan Scott factor of this episode tenfold. You've already talked more. You're going to say ten words? Yes. In in 60 episodes. All right. There we go. Good. I'm, Speaking I'm, of uh, frogs, yeah, Jared, you strike me as someone who's eaten frogs at some point. Or I, I have eaten frogs. Frogs are delicious. I, I've eaten frogs. I've eaten horse. I've eaten uh, what? Yeah, horses. Yeah, we ta- I think oh, we yeah, talked about the we? horse. On yeah, the we talked about the horse. Yeah, horse. I, mean, some, some... I, I had another frog thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody wrote an article the other day. What about probably, him? probably dating myself, but uh, about how frog and toad. Are actually doing doing it. <laughs> Frog and toe. Oh, uh, about, uh, they've been, about they've been fucking. Yeah, and that's weird because Max and I have always called ourselves Frog and Toad. <laughs> yeah, that's our cool Native American names. Yeah, Frog wait, and are toad. you being serious? No, yeah, the car, the the drawings of Frog those... and Toad are friends. They ride the same bicycle. They yeah. sleep in uh, one huge bed. Yep. Uh, but a, it's funny because yeah. I mean, when frogs wait, have... from Busy Town. No, no, no. no Frog and Toad and was toad. this like sepia toned uh, series of children's books about a fat toad and a skinny tall frog. And they had yeah. a tandem bicycle, and they dressed super nice. Like me, yeah, now, is this yeah, yeah. The, the thing about them being lovers? Is this one of those weird internet things, or is this actually like for real? I was so uh, uh, just just completely appalled at the entire idea of anybody <laughs> writing any of this that I didn't actually read the article. Oh, because okay. I'm on the internet in 2016. I, was gonna say, this okay. I saw like a picture, I saw a headline, and then I ran to a podcast. <laughs> did did the ad get served to you beforehand? That's yes, what it really did. Matters. All right, well, there did. we go. All right. You know, I just I think it's funny because I feel like if frogs are in, and toads are going to have gay sex, it's probably going to be a little bit different. Uh, I feel like one of them is probably going to like just jizz on the floor and yeah. the other one's gonna come over and jizz on the jizz yeah that's what they do and then they they just yeah. kind of takes turns squatting in it and, my, my and dad fired a frog out of a rocket once that's really? different I, than the duck out of the cannon it's actually first, a frog out of a rocket i stopped listening at ha- the halfway through that sentence and i thought you said your dad fired a frog like he worked at a place where the no nah, i fired a frog hired out of a rocket it was astro frog they named the frog and they bought you know those model rockets i yeah. used to be addicted to launching this but this one had a uh this one had the little the pod the capsule with a parachute yeah and so all summer he was a camp counselor and they trained the frog he was astro frog they put him through the training program and then the last day of camp the counselors went to get astro frog and one of the kids had stolen astro frog but they had backup frog so they grabbed backup frog and they put him in the capsule and they launched him up into the air and he came down with a little parachute and they opened the door and he hopped out and just kind of hopped away off into okay, the okay that's wow. actually fucking adorable that's actually yeah. cool because yeah. we i thought it was just gonna be like we just killed it no we, no we always landed. put lego man in our payloads you know oh like, lego man yeah that yeah, was your payload yeah yeah, yeah. 
we we I used to love launching model rockets, but the best was when we it was always it was like watching NASCAR or anything like that. You do it and you take time and you spend like forty hours building this rocket, and making it beautiful, but you always kind of hope something goes wrong. Right. Oh no, and, my best rocket memory is building this in shop class, and I was paired with this girl that had this enormous crush on. Of course, I was far too awkward and terrified to ever confess that to to her. You know, the good news and, is on uh, the bright side, you're doing some doing some shit with uh, you know with fun stuff with science stuff. Yeah, we did science stuff, and we talked, and then like one time she burned her head with a hot glue while we were making the rocket, and then yeah. I got to be like, oh, it's okay, and like touch like, her hand, and then she like touched back, and then we mm-hmm. met, and I knew we were truly in love, but then mm-hmm. we weren't. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so I, every I, relationship I've ever been in. Uh, one thing I, I talked I talked at length about my my trip to the far distant lands of wherever the fuck I went recently. Greg. Where'd you uh, go? I Greg. went to Greece and Germany. Uh, in Germany, the place we're at for the wedding, I forgot to mention it had the fucking loudest frogs I've ever heard. And I don't mean French Look. people, um, but I recorded it. So let's let's listen to this Ooh, fun sounds. fun recording. Oh. See, Scott, you're not the only one who can shove your phone into the microphone and play annoying shit out of it. To the can wild. I, what do we got wait, wait, wait. Can I be like you and just stop it, Max? Stop! Stop! Put that down! Put that down! What are you doing, Dad? Mom? All right, what do we got here? You guys are really. Is like that what phone tech problems here? Like fucking. Where's some frog sounds? Hmm, you maybe want, you should wait, give wait, it wait. to the Shh. expert soundboard. Do you want to call your nephew to help? <laughs> Damn it, Jeffrey. It might be too quiet. Hold on, I, I think I hear it. <laughs> no, they, uh, they sounded. Yeah, like... Those were really loud frogs, man. <laughs> you sounded like a redneck at a WWE event. <laughs> it was like the Undertaker. I, I was the guy that yells during the uh, the the thing before baseball games, the America song. That I forget God, the yeah. name. If Apparently, you, the frogs just, didn't. And the land man. of the free. The national. <laughs> Brian, if you were a, if you were a pro wrestler, what would your persona be, and what song would you come into? Christ- oh. Christopher the Hawk. Christopher the Hawk. Yeah. Have you thought about this hard before? Or, or Sissy Spacek. <laughs> That's another cool name. <laughs> Coming in right now to the cage match. It's Laura Linney. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what about you? The cum dumpster. Yeah. Uh, me, and her tag yeah. team and her tag team partner, June Allen. <laughs> oh no, she has her in a Pleasantville hold. I think I think Rachel the Pile Driver Maddow. I think Sally Field could probably tear somebody's arms off and oh beat them with a bloody Sally. Sally the Killing Field. There we are. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I saw Sally Field in person recently. She is looking good still. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was curious, going back to yeah. Rocket Talk. Uh huh. Did you guys ever get into weird sciencey shit? Like I remember for a while in one of my classes, we built uh, hot air balloons. Oh, that's cool. I built. Uh, I built bongs. <laughs> I you bought built. some of those crystal growing shits a while ago. <laughs> Wait, you you were the stereotypical <laughs> the guy. Like you were, the, you were the guy from yeah. the movie that built bongs. Yeah, we built anything to get to get stoned out of. Because that's like oh, that character in in like one in four like teen comedies is the guy who builds the bong. And shot well, it was like all my friends were that character because you're always looking back in high school. You're just always looking for something to smoke weed out and of. And then you have the the number two of four character right next to you who was in metal shop. Yeah, who lit his Jenkos on fire. Yep. Yeah, I'd like to hear about this. But the thing is, yeah, about they were. They were it, I was going to be like, hey, now now that's totally fucking Jacobs. If, if you're the kind of guy that builds bongs, it means you're the kind of guy that smokes weed, which means you're the kind of guy that gets so paranoid that you throw away all the bongs that you built constantly. Yeah, oh, wow. So, it? like, you'll build you'll build something, and then, like, a day will go by, you'll be like, they know! Yeah. <laughs> and you throw that's, it away. Well, it's like a vicious bong cycle. It seems like there's a business model in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, that's well, us. I, I think metal DLC coming real soon. I, re, I respect <laughs> pot now, but I think a bong hit would probably kill me. Like, honestly, like, if it, I, I think I would survive a bullet. Better than I think. If you shot me point blank in the leg, one of the one of the first times I got high was off of a bong rip, uh, and the girl who did it to me was like, "You got to do. You, you should really just smoke out of a bong. It's it's way easier than smoking a joint yeah. or a bowl." And I'm like. Oh, okay. I guess so. It's more complicated. That's not true. It's like shooting a gun full of weed into your lungs. It really is. Yeah, it's a <laughs> bad. It's a bad idea. I got so fucking high that I like. We we started like making out, and I started feeling her up. And like I'm feeling her up, and then I look over, and MythBusters is on TV, and I just watch MythBusters for like two episodes. <laughs> and you're just. <laughs> and then she does. She does this thing where she's like, she's like startled. I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like. I just fucking came. You just got me off just by touching my nipples. And I was like so high that I was like myth busted. I was like, am I in trouble? <laughs> like, and then you found out you were like molesting a coat rack <laughs> with a hat on top. Yeah. You're, you're secretly the world's greatest lover. Apparently, yeah. I just gotta, I just gotta be watching MythBusters and high as a fucking. Guy. We used to do really dumb shit. Like, have you guys ever heard of a gravity bong? Yeah. No. What's that? Okay, a gravity bong is it's a regular bong that doesn't have a floor, 
and you fill up to to use this. You what? either get a bucket of water, or if you're an idiot, you fill up your parents' bathtub. There you go. That's the one. And so it's basically like a milk jug with a thing on top that you put the bowl apparatus in, whatever that is. That could, that could just be a regular pipe bowl thing that you that you bought at a store, or you steal the screens out of your parents' uh, the, the sinks. Faucet. No, wait. Yeah. This faucet. is like like a hydroponic bong. This is yes. like something you see yeah. at Epcot Center yeah. in the land, and it was basically like having a fucking like Star Wars ion cannon a pot shot through your body and then there was the off chance that if it went horribly awry that you would fall in a foot and a <laughs> half of warm water in front of four of your friends in your in your friend's parents bathroom so that was fun so we used to come home from school and like not even come home from school we would go home in the Ditch middle school. of the day during school <laughs> and fill up my friend's uh, bathtub with bon- with with, uh, with with water with, with, different, with regular bongs with bong water bong. <laughs> uh, and then you'd put this big thing into it which is like one time we were like we used like a big thing like a two uh, one of those big cartons of like Nestle Quick so it had that dumb fuck rabbit on the yeah. side of it while he's like so chocolatey oh so fucking high so, I'm so high on this marijuana I know I know some people hate when we talk about this shit I don't, I don't do this shit anymore just sh- shut up that's not true at all but I mean I don't do I couldn't I mean, you do a, gravity bongs but, yeah I don't, I don't do that I couldn't yeah. I don't even smoke weed anymore yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I the first know. time someone described a gravity bong to me, I just, I couldn't picture it. And I, I just imagined the most complicated, like I, I pictured a Dewar flask, which is the thing they keep fucking Akira in. Yep. It's like that multi-layered big freezer. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you got to get a milk jug first and then a two liter bottle. And then you duct tape it around there. And you know, those things that were used to screw two, two liter bottles together and make like that big tornado water hourglass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was picturing like one of those, but like half submerged in water with like a snorkel sticking out of it. Yep. And I was like, man, stoners are sure ingenious. That's very, it sounds very tricky. Yep. I just keep imagining people going by on the people mover at like Epcot. Center and, and just watching somebody like demonstrate this, and it's like astronauts in zero G, and there's somehow there's well, there's pot coming from the floor, the ceiling, just all around. Yeah, it's funny right now at, uh, in Oakland, the Museum of California, there's a history of weed display. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Classic yeah. Oakland. Yeah. Okay, the Oakland Museum of California Dang. is a legit good museum. I like that place. <laughs> yeah, and so they have a history of weed thing, and I was just thinking, as Jared said that, I was like, you know, I could see like them going and being like. Examples of what, like weed today, you can get it in this mint. Weed back then, yeah. people were just like cored out a fucking apple and shoved. Yeah, I'm going to their exhibit next month. It's called G's and Blunts Lowriders Throughout Time. <laughs> oh, so man. one, I went to a fucking lowrider exhibit at uh, at the um, first Friday. Museum, the Museum Peterson Museum in uh, in L A, which is like a. It's it, it was it's really cool. It's all these like just super fucking cool ghetto cars and that sounds amazing. In like a, in an automobile museum, I went to uh, the Sex Museum in New York, which is weird because they it's like a sci- it's like a children's science museum, but it's definitely oh. not for children at all. Yeah, and it's vaguely scientific, but they have all these statues of animals fucking everywhere. Yeah, so you like there's just like these big like like the same shit they make like. Like if you go to fucking Pax, like the Battleborn statue, like it's that like those wow. those expensive large large resin fiberglass composite things, mm-hmm. but it's just pandas fucking, which is funny because they don't do that. So I don't know. They, they're like artist depiction because they never fucking do it. We Were gotta, they like, missionary? Oh, wait, wait, pan- pandas don't have sex? No, what they, they have to fucking they... they have to like yeah, they got to do all kinds of shit to get those guys into it. They're tired. Yeah, they no, had to show them porn a couple years. Back. I don't know anything about like panda sex. I don't really. Well, they they don't do it. Neither do they. So in you the know. captivity, I think they've only ever succeeded. They set up this. They set up this fucking booby trap where they made the female panda like fall over, and they were like shooting fucking hair dryers at her pussy, so the male panda would like get interested. You ever seen those videos back in the nineties on like the Maury Povich show? Those dudes that like were too big to leave their house, and they had to knock down the wall to get them to go to the yeah. Bathroom. Yeah, that, that's kind of my life. That's a, yeah. that's pandas. Like they basically just roll around on the floor and they eat shoes and <laughs> punch trees and shit, and they never. Fuck. I just remember yeah. when they were showing them videos of pandas or other bears banging yeah hoping that like yeah. if they saw it on the big screen that the pandas yes. just start yeah. jerking off and then yeah. they go make a sandwich they'd yeah. be like oh huh. yeah i fucking like this so yeah. they're showing the pandas like panda porn yeah mm-hmm. whoa it yeah. didn't work. I don't know. I don't know anything um, about this. this is they amazing. just started beating. Yeah, off. there's a Simpsons episode where Homer like puts on a panda costume and gets fucked, and they're like, "Oh no!" Is it, wait, is that morning. true too? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, there's yeah. like an episode where Homer gets raped by a panda. And there was a, John, there was a there was a Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie about him trying to fuck a panda called The Great Panda Adventure. Yep. Yep. I don't um, know at all. I, I, don't, I don't think it was Jonathan so, um, Taylor Thomas. I don't believe but you, it was Scott. someone close. I don't think that's Great. real. Okay. All right. So uh, going back to the Sex Museum, which is a cool ass fucking album that I'm coming out with real soon. Going back to the Sex Museum. Yeah. It's a follow-up to the sex museum ep um yeah 
but no uh they had all the, they had like the, the that's a really fun ass museum it was kind of it was kind of stupid at the time but like Sounds they have a whole the, a room full of just pictures of different animals dicks and like weird videos of like a galapagos tortoise fucking a sidewalk <laughs> like, yeah and his dicks is coming out of his tail yeah and show duck dicks everywhere and they're like which animal has the biggest dick can you guess uh but then you go upstairs and there's this whole like museum of archaic uh sex apparatuses from throughout the ages and there's like this is the ancient Victorian pussy hose. And it's just like a regular fire hose. And it's just like, <laughs> when women would become hysterical and real horny, They'd they would be sprayed the- with it. It's like, that's so fucking horrible. And they're like, here's the first dildo ever. And it's just like a rock. And like, did you get, does anyone here ever go to Medieval Times? Uh, yeah, I've yeah. been there. Sure. Okay, so Medieval Times has this weird back room. It makes no sense. Uh, like, say they do their show at 7.30 and you get there at like 7.10. Mm-hmm. They're like... Uh, would you care to spend a dollar to spend waste twenty minutes in in our uh, dungeon museum? Whoa! You know, like, I'm down with that. I just bought a wooden sword. I'm eight. My dad's drinking uh, fire out of a goblet. Let's go do this. Yeah. So they bring you through this weird alleyway that's like all these old traps and apparatuses that they used to use back in medieval times, <laughs> as they as they called it, <laughs> like while, tor- while like it was happening. Torture implements. Yeah. Like, okay. And it was just like. Like, it starts off with, like, a cage with spikes, and you're like, oh, I wonder what that dude did. And then you go down the hall, and they just had shit that was just, like, the tit ripper. And it was just, like, a fucking machine that rips your tits off. And then it was, like, this other thing was, like, this, this, you put this fucking helmet on this dude, and you t- keep twisting the thing until he tells you where Merlin lives or whatever. And then it, <laughs> yes, and Brian. Then it puts fucking well, bolts into his head. I mean, they're, they're, and then you get all this, yeah, you go through all this shit, and you walk out, and you have your sword, and you're like, they're like, oh, medieval times has begun. And you're like, why did you show me that? Well, I mean, there, there were people for whom torture was was a large part of the vocation. I mean, you think about people in the Inquisition. They, they had certain prohibitions. They weren't allowed to shed blood, technically. Yeah. So they invented all these elaborate, like, machines that wouldn't cause you to bleed particularly much. Like, thumb screws were invented for that purpose. They used fire a great deal because yeah. you yeah. burn. And Jared, I'm totally with you on that, but that's like showing animal attack videos before Zootopia. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, that's that's what makes it art. <laughs> it's always a good primer uh by the way thank you for coming on the show Jack. Uh, glad to be here yeah. Th- this is one of my favorite things to do thanks thanks wow. really? yeah wow my, my guys favorite, are great my favorite thing when i took a class about crime and punishment stuff brian like mm-hmm. it was specifically about those sort of things was that back in the day crime and punisher you know there was a big there was this big concept that you know like if you're innocent, God will sort it out, right? You yeah, know, sure. Or, or protect you. Yeah, it's called denial. But uh, but they also had this idea that uh, you know judges would just be able to invent whatever sort of like judgment they wanted yeah. to sort things out. Actually, so, that persists to modern times. Yeah, to some extent, but not quite like this in the sense <laughs> that this woman came along and accused a dude of raping her, and they were like, well, I don't know how to prove it. Well, we'll just fucking sort it out through a trial of combat. That's how we'll do it. But it's not fair for a guy to fight a woman. Mm-hmm. So we'll bury the guy up to his waist in dirt and and arm them. Oh my God. And they'll battle. And the victor, this happened? I don't and, know this and story. The, and the victor will that's, – that's how we'll know who, who was actually telling the truth. That's funny. That's actually – that's well, how I've beaten a lot of bosses in video games is why we tell they get stuck in the ground and then just <laughs> – can I, can I ask who won? I don't remember. Oh, uh, man. That's like, that's, a, that's a real thing that like, was, was happened. That is like a literal the serpent and the mountain. Like that's a – Yeah, that's they, a, that yeah. was like a judgment someone made. Like I just wow. loved that then they were like, all right, we've got to dig this fucking hole for this dude so they, and then arm them so they can do battle. Wow! Wouldn't you so. just stand behind him and poke him in the back of the head? I don't. I That's mean. like if they had an Animal Crossing election between Mr. Rossetti and Isabel. <laughs> it's a deep cut. It is a deep but cut. It's a deep cut. But it's a popular Jeez. game, and hopefully, some people outside of this room have enjoyed it. No. For yeah. those of you who enjoy Animal Crossing, let us know in the comments, and be sure to like, <laughs> subscribe, and feature this comment for more. And for more fun comments, you can head on over to our Facebook group, which we did earlier today because Jared's coming on the show. We got some questions for you. We'll go through a few. Oh, I like questions. Wahoo! Uh, Brandon Rosa asks, Jared, what year in your life comes to mind when I ask, what was your favorite year? Oh, wow. That's a great question. It's actually the most horribly worded question I've ever read. (laughs) How old are you? Uh, I am 37 years old. I'm an old okay. man. I'm the oldest person in this room. So let's let's we can probably throw the first what Not five five years. Not by out? much. I think you and yeah. I are just but a few months apart. Mm-hmm. I think 2009 was the most exciting year of my life. I was in love. I was uh, I was I'd been married a long time. Was with somebody I really enjoyed, and we've been together long enough that we were very comfortable together in many ways. I just begun a great adventure. Traveled overseas, seeing a new country. Yeah, fully immersed in it. Uh, realized during that year that I was going to stay there longer than just one year, that it was going to be a real commitment of time to kind of, you know, not just dip the toe in, but actually kind of jump all in and experience a different place. I 
Uh, I that was the first time I went to Tokyo, which is still one of my very favorite places in the world. Yeah, was, I had a chance to see Seki, which is uh, my absolute favorite place in the whole world. That little uh, town up in the mountains. Had you had you like traveled much before that? No, not at all. I, I, I'd, been the, I'd been to uh, Bermuda or pardon me, the Bahamas, Bermuda uh, Triangle. Yeah, Bahamas and Canada. That was it. I, when I moved overseas, I had never traveled internationally beyond the oh wow beyond like Niagara Falls and a that's cruise. Fucking, the, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I really wanted to do it, so we jumped in, and it was beautiful. Um, that was a great. Great year. Uh, I, I just I can't begin to, to wrap up all the wonderful memories that come from that. You think you'll ever have another year like it? No. I Shit. Don't. That's no. kind of weird to, to, to be like, there, I, I did a thing that I'll never do again. Well, you know, you, you, sometimes, one of the things about getting old is sooner or later, it's like the thing from Fight Club. On a long enough timeline, everybody's life expectancy drops to zero. Yeah. I mean, every now and then you realize, you realize you're going to have new beautiful experiences and they're not going to be quite the same as what you had before but i seriously doubt i'm going to have a moment in my life again that feels so purely wonderful as right then uh that was it was it was a perfect nexus of discovery and experience uh and reflection all kind of rolled together it was just Mm -hmm. the right age to begin looking back at my life and going man what's happened before and just the right age to still be able to experience that kind of brand new adventure full in the face and most importantly um a lot of the blinders i didn't know i had in life were kind of stripped off there uh, that's part of multicultural experience is that sooner or later you're like, wow, I didn't know I looked at the world a certain way. I'm starting to understand that. I have those kinds of blinders now, by the way. I sure. just can't see them. I think it's healthy um, to always have that. And I think so, too. The more, I think the more that those fall fall off as you get older, the more you're, you continue to grow. And the more they just yeah. kind of grow and lock in around you, the more you're like... This is me, my comfort zone. But yeah, 2009 with my tiny little Christmas tree with my little star man that I got out of an uh, egg machine on top, uh, mm-hmm. all lit up, and our little apartment, and the, the snow coming down. It was, it was a, just a This is in Tokyo? Uh, no, I lived outside of Tokyo. I lived okay. in a little town in the mountains called Seki. Um, but that was the first year I went to Tokyo. That was the first year I did a lot of things. I traveled around the country for the first time then. When I first moved to Japan, it was in October of the year before. I didn't have any money. So 2009 is the first year that everything was still fresh and new, but I also had enough money to go see. Right. Mm-hmm. So wait, was, this, was this your second Christmas in Japan? It was my, my second Christmas in Japan. And was That's that so your cool. second Christmas away from? From America? Yeah. Yeah. So you had all your Christmases growing up around the same sort of general group. Well, I moved around a lot as a kid. I, I was born in Alabama, but I lived in Ohio, D.C., and North Carolina. So I had experienced Christmases in different places. My dad was a minister, though, so we didn't get to leave for Christmas. Christmas is a bit – that was a work time. That's work. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's him that's and like, Santa. That's their E3. Yeah, yeah, that's our E3. And, and it's not just my dad. It's the whole family. Like, you're all working in a weird way. Like, you're all part of what's going on. And so it's really hard to get away. So people came to us. My grandparents would come to us. But we never went away during Christmas. Hmm. So I don't have any Christmas. Christmas travel memories until adulthood. And then I was a minister for many years. And again, you couldn't get away. Right. Mm-hmm. So really, that was another thing was that was the first, uh, well, that was the second Christmas. That was the second year of my life and the first full year of my life as an adult that I wasn't either in preparation for or involved in pastoral ministry. Nice. Did, did it feel like the first time you've been on like an actual vacation in a while, even though you were yeah, going to work in a few days? Yeah. Uh, pastors don't get out much. What's Christmas like in Japan? Christmas in Japan is odd. Uh, they do celebrate it, yeah. but they celebrate like everything uh, in Japan that comes from Western culture. They're like, we will pick the parts of it that we like best right. and we will ignore the rest. Um, do they, do Christmas they get KFC. They, do, they have Christmas trees, but they're very small. Uh, they have small Christmas trees. They have Christmas cakes, which is something they took from old English tradition. Yeah, they make yeah. these amazing, um, just these delicious freaking cakes. And everybody picks them up fresh on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And you bring them home in the most delicious fruit cake ever. There's actually this horrible uh, derogatory term yeah, in Japan. Yeah, I was like, I should be bringing this up. Christmas yeah, cake. Yeah, which Christmas is cake. a. It's basically... Um, it's a woman who's over 25, because after the 25th, it's, uh, it's no good. Nobody wants them. Yeah. Oh, just, uh, damn. Yeah, yeah, it's just terrible. Damn. Wow. A woman that's not married by the time she's 25 in, in Japanese culture can be, frankly, misogynistic. I don't know, man. I, I've, and, had uh, some, I've had some pretty good <clears throat> Christmas cakes past Now, hold on, Jared. Tape. DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball has a ton of strong female characters. I don't think it's fair to call them misogyny. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So there, there are elements of misogyny uh, prominent, yeah, that's, that's, as, just as there are in America. Yeah. For more Isn't on that? The fucking the weird, the weird like game show fine print in Japan What's is that? That how great everything is, but there's also that underlying like, but women are treated like objects. Uh, All right, but everything else is amazing. Yeah. There, like, there the? is a lot of that. Although, thank goodness, uh, Japanese women are finally 
in a place where they're or they're able to find a voice in their culture and yeah, have more and more freedom on an every year. But there's still a lot to there's still a lot to change there. But yeah, I saw that happening even as I was there. Yeah. I saw women standing up for themselves in ways they never had the opportunity before. But I also met people that were molested on trains. Oh yeah, uh, they you got know, the girls the, only cars because there's no pervets in yeah, there. Yeah, and they and they I mean people told stories about things like that, just like being felt up and and. People not caring because they were women. Yeah, like who's um, going to fight for you? That's not okay. Like that. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, fortunately, that is beginning to change there, or more than beginning, it's it's becoming. But yeah, yeah. you have that. I mean, the same. Again, goes for geez, everywhere, I'm talking right? about yeah. Japan again, right? But yeah, yeah Christmas cakes. Um, you have Christmas presents, but they're small. Japanese presents tend to be small. I had a kid once. I kid you not. Like like you give a kid a pencil or tissues, it's a big deal. Like tissue packs are a big deal in Japan. Little decorative ones. Yeah. And I remember you like know, this, little, tissues, this little right? kid. I gave him a little pack of of like Mario themed tissues for Christmas, and he's like. Tissues, and he held it over his head and like triumph because wow. any present is a big deal. Yeah, like, well, we have that weird go big or go home shit in America. This right. is kind of like like you just pick you picture like yeah, just we're a, shitty is the name for it. Yeah, yeah. it's shitty. It's a, you picture like a, a half naked nine year old kid with like a cowboy hat and he's driving like a fucking Power Wheels. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like Christmas fucker, and like Ooh. that's I don't know. Yeah, everyone, I don't know if that's that necessary. Everywhere you go, it's the same uh, Mariah Carey song is playing in every mall. Yeah, uh, in yeah. December the whole time. You just play, it's I was that, playing at a bar in play Georgia. This did they play that? Did they play that fucking ABBA New Year's song at New Year's? Uh, no, they play the Auld Lang Syne song when every store closes, though, because oh, that's I was yeah, told yeah, yeah. many times that's a traditional Japanese folk song. Really. No, but they say it is. It's really interesting. <laughs> uh, I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, Robert Robert Browning's "Old Lang Syne" is not a Japanese folk song, but to ask many people, it is, and that's a very strange story that I've never really understood. Well, that's fine. I don't feel bad about us uh, recasting Ghost in the Shell. Then so. I dressed as Santa for for uh, three hundred <laughs> kindergartners, and that was fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to be Santa Claus, and a lot of kids would think I was Santa when they saw me outside. Again, I'm talking about Japan. Jesus, all no, that's do. fine. We, we, but uh, Christmas in Japan, it was an important part of your life. It's offbeat. It's different. It's Fun, uh, small presents are given. My wife and I made a bigger deal about it than most folks. Uh, we had a Christmas party, uh, ours, uh, 2009 again. This, uh, we had all our students over this big Christmas yeah. party. And got a Xerox machine. They had never experienced a come and Six go party. Some That's not a thing in Japan. <laughs> a what? So come and go, like, a, like a, hey, just like oh. from like 7 to 11, the party's open, just come and go and wow. visit. That's not a thing there. Why? It's oh, like, it's people like, just it's come like a scheduled and one hour. Everything's stru- structured and scheduled. And, uh, and so people didn't know that quite sucks. how to come I would and never go. go to parties. I love come and go. Yeah. You show up and then and you get to leave. So we have this 500 square <laughs> no, foot you love, apartment. No, you love show up and Irish goodbye. Yeah, yeah. that's fun too. But that's I wouldn't want to be like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. It's time for the tea or whatever the fuck. No, yeah. no leave me alone. So Christmas, uh, Christmas, a lot of fun in Japan. But they, you know, obviously the religious element, they're kind of curious about a lot of people right. that I talk with. Uh, because Christianity is not widespread in Japan. And there's, there's kind of a, a summary knowledge of it. But the way the Japanese people as a whole think about religion is very different than what the way we think about it in America. They were intrigued when we tell stories about things like Toys for Tots. They were just intrigued by like that particular thrust of charity. The idea that kids ought to get Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, they were really they were really fascinated by the idea that a culture would come together in that way. Mm-hmm. Even though the Japanese constantly come together as a culture on ways, you know, like let's say healthcare that, that we would never do. Yeah, um, and, and, and touching that girl's butt. What, what's what butt? What are we talking that's about? The, that's their big cause now. Yeah. I don't know about touching. I think butts, they, they have a, they have a great word for when everyone comes together. I think it's bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, bukkake. Nah, my favorite Japanese word of all is wabi. Come on, that was fucking. That was a good one. Is what? That was a real good one. Wabi sabi. Wabi sabi is a great word. What, you know what's, what's wabi sabi? Wabi sabi is, is a, the idea. So you know, Japanese things are so beautiful and like they're all laid out and symmetrical and everything. Sure. Like, wabi sabi is the idea that nothing should ever be represented as perfect because nothing is, and so. If if you look very carefully at almost all Japanese architecture, art, planned arrangements, room, internal stuff, anything, there's always a slight asymmetry to it. Even their pottery, you'll find a slight flaw. Huh. Uh, it's two called out of ten would not bang. Yeah. Well, you know that whole thing about like they'll break Megan like, Fox's if, thumbs. Yeah. If they break a pot, two out of ten, uh, they'll glue it back together. <laughs> but you show all the parts where it was cracked. No, I've never heard that. I've never yeah, heard. yeah, so they, 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 they use fill, gold. Yeah, they use gold to fill in the part because the cracks build character, which is sort of like weird because it's antithetical to the way like that sort of like perfect notion of the way their work and structure and, and health. And well, everything is. They, they recognize as a people though. Speaking again, I'm speaking very. 
very broadly when I say they, yeah. they recognize that nothing is actually as perfect Y'all as they wish what, it were. Is what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's Wabi yeah. Sabi. And I, I really think that's a neat idea. We could use more of that here. Wabi Sabi sounds yeah, we like just a, kinda, a just, Guy Fieri restaurant here. Wabi Sabi yeah. is, is, I hate that Nintendo game. Yeah, I see a lot of cars in uh, Oakland that practice that that very well. They just oh, yeah, well, they get have, ripped to shit and then they just kind of and they get a red they door. just put duct tape over it like well, the like, gold yeah, Wabi Sabi yep. is deliberately imperfect though. It's like it's like you're you're trying to make something really beautiful and then you put a slight imperfection that makes it more beautiful yeah in oakland it's just because they spent the money on heroin oh fanfar lord of flames appear before me in a burst of brimstone <sighs> what do you want fanfar what i think you need to get new headphones get it over with quickly try to fold the laundry I, you could make folding laundry go a lot better if you got some tweaked audio earbuds really Yes, you could, and all you have to do, your endless fireman-ishness, is go to tweakedaudio.com and use the discount code GEEKBOX, which gives you 33% off any purchase. You want to hear about the different kinds of earbuds? Will it change my white towels from pink to white again? I... I Who puts a red sock in the whites? No, but there is. You could have. You could have uh, pink ear, earbuds. They've got seven really? styles. Yeah, they've got tweaked PB, California, parkour, parkour two, classic. And Why natural. would you name an earbud after a cool street dance? I, I I don't know. Maybe if you're listening to fun. Who does that? Break, break dancing music or something. But you you have seven colors: red, green, yellow. Black, pink, black, silver, and and wood, which isn't a color, but it's a material, which is flammable, so you maybe shouldn't get that one. Oh, my ears are burning at these potential values. That was a really corny thing to say, Fanfar. Please forgive me for speaking to you in such a If way. you hand me a single popcorn, unpopped, it will explode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a that's a weird thing to say, Fanfar. Um, just go to Twitter. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, that's really weird. Anyway, like I said, go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code Geekbox for thirty three percent off your purchase. You get some nice tangle free headphones, you know, for your iPod, your iPhone, Android devices, MP three players. You know, it's not tangle free. You know, to put to not your laundry. Fanfar's flammable pubic hair. I. It's like a weird riopatch. <laughs> Fanfare, I, I, I yes. Go, go, go back in the laundry room. Fine. So clothes aren't gonna fold themselves. You nasty man. <laughs> Uh, you were talking about how religion uh, is is viewed in Japan versus the way we're handling it here, and you you were you were an ordained Southern minister, right? I am still an ordained minister. Still. They haven't taken it away Can you yet. Bless there this room, two, so fucking ghosts wait, don't come in. There are two ordained ministers in this room right now. What? Is that true? What? Yeah. Are you the other ordained minister, Scott? I am an ordained minister in the church that I gave $45 to See, in I, 10 seconds on the internet. Wow. I, th- I think you had the better idea because I went to college for like eight years to get mine. Yeah, I went to my PayPal account and <laughs> entered my password. What What is the name of the church you're ordained in? Uh, the Life Ministry yeah. Church. I don't know. I think I, something like the that. The Life Ministry Church or something like that? Yeah. Dot right. <laughs> so com. I, I am an ordained minister of the Church of God Reformation Movement of Anderson, Indiana. That's the Whoa. name of the group. Wow. And, uh, Sounds like a JRPG. Yeah, it does. But Journey I'll tell just, your chronicles, too. Two and a half dozen nights of the Moon Sun King. Exactly. Journey of the Sun Scroll 17. <laughs> that sounds like a JRPG. I never thought of that. Arginella Kokogo. Oh, what's Nail of RCL. The Church of Latter-day Saints. Well, anyway, you're done in Tycho, asks, that's how you spell RC. Don and he's the main character of that game. <laughs> he is. He asked, "Is there any stuff from other religions that you like?" Sure, absolutely. Uh, I think the Dreadles. Uh, that's the, why you, they kicked you out of the being the pastor is because you acknowledged that you liked some of the other team's shit. Oh, yeah. lot, lots of people do that. They, you know, it's funny. Like the, the loudest ministers tend to be the jerks, but most of the ministers I knew were actually really decent people that were just trying to love and help others. Um, I, I met plenty of, of absolute pricks too. I've always but, said I really. Oh, love... Sorry about that. There we go. Oh, I really I'm love too the, far uh, away. There the, we go. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk on the mic now. There okay, we there we are. To making love to the mic. You, yeah. found, you found your home again. Yeah. I did find my home. I think it was. It's like you drifted off like a weird balloon. The I little bird right got back. his worm. I'm like Mary. Right. Here we are. Mary. Jared, Jared is discovering the microphone. But like, yeah, uh, we were talking. We were talking Cocoa about. Uh, yeah, like what? Could, what would you pick and choose? I know you like your religion. Do you see the religion that you? Which is what specifically? Uh, I, I guess we we call Christianity. Right? Yeah, that's the yeah. Um, uh, 
but do, is there like if you were to build a new religion like a weird dude like what what kind of stuff would you pick and choose okay, from so others? i love buddhism's tenet uh, the very first foundational teaching of buddhism after, buddhism tennis uh, was a great nes game as well <laughs> that's another great one no the first tenet of buddhism life is hard yeah um i think that's one I of the, love that poster one of the most profound teachings ever buddha's just like man it absolutely sucks to be alive yeah the and, original title for that was i can't even yeah that's something that buddha and jesus <laughs> what are they, actually this, hold this, in the, common this, this yeah. the four noble truths it's like there is suffering yeah the very suffering first one sucks ass you guys want to get food later but seriously suffering is fucking miserable <laughs> that's kind of how it works it's yeah. shit piss blood and calm <laughs> rough yeah those are the four humors Brian. So yeah. i love that i love sufi islam's focus on on humor i love his unex- earlier albums <laughs> humor and unexplained so do you guys know about sufism yeah it's it's like a it's like the transcendental form of islam, it is yeah it's it's like yeah. it's like they mystical do islam. dance and that's, that's uh, part yeah of yeah i listen to a shit ton of Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan with the fucking transcendental shit ton of mystical. So, so to, to put it very succinctly and to do it a terrible disservice, Sufism is is a form of Islam where people tell stories that usually end with like kind of humorous or startling jokes, and then they don't explain them, and that's how the preaching works. What do you mean like a startling joke? Like they yell the punchline when no one's expecting it, and people no, jump. It, oh, so it's like a Dane Cook religion. The, the story, the, <laughs> the one I've heard before that I pow remember, right in the kiss. <laughs> yeah, there's, here's like here's an example of, of what somebody told me once was a Sufi like kind of story. There's a you know a, a, this slow train like keeps going and stopping and going and stopping and going and stopping in a tunnel. and finally man that's just wanting to cross the tracks in his car gets out of his car and runs up to the conductor and he's like can't you go any faster and the conductor's like of course i can but i'm not permitted to leave the train and that's the end like that's that's I love it. so it's, it's like a, it's like a zen koan right? yeah oh, it's it's, nice. it's like zen plus love plus humor plus huh, yogi berra yeah it's a really uh, my favorite sufi teaching of all time is from i think it was the 7th century sufi mystic she was a woman um I what? Don't remember yeah I, that's another thing sufism also not a not, girl yeah like imagine a religion that's 1300 years old that's not tied up on sexism that's crazy uh, yeah and huh. um this this not woman, in my, not in my america but she walked through she walked through a village uh, somewhere in um, somewhere in the world, I don't know where, and she had a torch, by herself a torch in one hand and was a she bucket hot? and a bucket of water in the other, uh-huh. and she's walking through walking through this village. My moon and, and somebody my says, stuff. "Hey, why why are you carrying that?" It's that, a shit that, loadout. She's gonna get her ass kicked by the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's like, "Why are you carrying this uh, this torch in this bucket?" And she says, "Because if I could, I would burn down heaven and quench the fires of hell." So the people would love God without want of reward or fear of punishment. Oh, shit, I'm trying to work that out. God that's damn. Some, that's some Minecraft yeah. shit. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, I'd burn down heaven. Because I'm off and to get fight of Flame Mandrill and Chill Penguin. She's like, it. people should love God because <laughs> God's good and they should love each other because it's good and they shouldn't want to get rewarded and shouldn't be afraid of being like burned. Right. You know, that's that's Sufism. That um, lady had shit figured out. They probably threw rocks at her until so, she died. Yeah, I love Sufism. I think there's a lot of Buddhism that makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, look, profound teaching. There's a lot of smart people that have been searching for something kind of understanding and meaning and, and, and pattern to life besides, oh, man, this must just be awful. I. You know, I yeah, I feel like it's like sometimes I hear like a cool electric guitar at the end of a country western song, and I'm like, all right, I feel you right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like a lot of country western songs. I you love know, it. Oh, I man. don't agree with your politics, but oh, I appreciate I like your dogs. Lo- I appreciate your love of your truck. <laughs> Any guys listen to, to Shooter Jennings' new album? Uh-uh. Oh man, that's some great stuff right there. That no, guy. Really. I hope they Ooh. finally catch Shooter Jennings one of these days. All right, Shooter Jennings is the man. Active Shooter uh, Jennings. I, I just I that you, you really anybody ought to listen to Shooter. He's he's fantastic. Have you listened to Shooter McGavin? New album? No, no, that's <laughs> It's called. Grizzly Adams does have a beer. Shooter McGavin's ad, uh, album is called "I Eat Pieces of Shit Like You for Breakfast." <laughs> it's actually called yeah. "Still Eating Shit for Breakfast." You guys, you guys ever read the Dow? I mean, any, any yeah. like Dow translations? Yeah. What do you think of that? I was introduced to like it through Winnie the Pooh. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah the, the Dow, the Dow of Pooh. Yeah. yeah. And then Brian, the, the follow-up book, Piglet's a little. The fucker. funny thing is, Brian is a well. Mine from Brian Donald is a Long. traveled. I really am person. I know you yeah. are, but sometimes on the show, when especially with Jared here, he's like sharing old things, and you're and you're like, I was in a Mystic Cal. You sound like the fucking most ingrate, dumb fucking person. Ingrate? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, like a baby those, eagle. Yeah, the, <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, is this dude telling me I'm stupid by using a word that doesn't belong <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah, man, I'm dumb too. What? 
Yeah, man, so I'm dumbs too. Amazon too. The for the creators of Amazon. But I, I do think I do think the search for God for spirituality for meaning in the universe is 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 a worthy one. And I think people have been trying to do it for a long time. No, none of us have it right, but mm-hmm. we have pieces no. of it. We're doing our best. I, yeah. I, I I honest to God believe I'm gonna there's, fucking there's, torch you after this for talking like that. No, I mean I I, I don't. There, I honest to God believe there's there's more to more to life than just. Living and dying. I, I think that that yeah, there's some fucking eating in the middle there. Yeah, yeah. life without life without beauty and meaning is, is not something I particularly want to flavor blasted goldfish. And I, and I realize that's naive, <laughs> Pizza. but I don't care particularly. I agree. Yeah. No, that's uh, true. I think the most like the, the I mean, I I was raised uh, Episcopalian, and then my mom basically was like, eh, over it, and switched to Buddhism, and I have a weird chip on my shoulder for Buddhism, which is sort of like I'm gonna beat up that baby over there, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to I want to fight that panda, uh, but uh, I don't know, like the the one the closest thing to a, a one religion that I've always actually really liked is um, not even a real one, but it's in Kurt Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle. Oh, is, I knew you were gonna yeah, go there. Bacchanalism, which is basically like a religion that's made up by this. Like crazy rambling reggae guy who lives on these fake islands, and he's Drama. like, not, he's a, like a fake character, but he's this dude who just kind of like writes these poems. And the whole thing is that um, basically uh, humanity is kind of riddled with. Uh, like we we like to we like to find I mean it's basically pattern recognition we like to we like to find patterns we like to you know if you're like oh uh, this is my brother uh, we came out of the same lady therefore we are supposed to hang out together we're supposed to be connected or like when you put it like oh, that like or like the, I think it's called a um, grandfaloons it's the idea of like a fake a fake association with somebody whereas like the reality is like the universe is going to throw people and you're going to like keep running into the same people whether hmm. you might have nothing in common you might hate each other but there's some shit that dra- you know draws you together. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you're gonna be like, oh man, we're both from New Hampshire. How about that shit? In New? I don't know what people in New Hampshire. You know, like like sports teams, for instance. Like it's like, oh, we both like, and that's what that's what kind of always bugs me about like when people are like, I'm a gamer. It's like, I mean, like there's so many games and there's so many different <laughs> kinds of people and like finding one thing that's a common interest doesn't define you. You know, it's always yeah. kind of there's always so much more to it than that. And I don't know. It, you know, I think it's it's sort of kind of hinges on destiny. I don't know. What? Read Cat's the Cradle. The game? No, yeah. Cat's Cradle, you definitely want to read. No, that. I think religion's a lot of the same. It's the same kind of people that say I'm a gamer is if you're if you're like I'm a I'm a Christian, like you can it's drill down. It's not da- the same thing. It's not, well, no, it is because you can drill down on no, it and, and yes, it is. It 100% is. It's, it's, it's applying a label to yourself to identify with a lifestyle. Gamer singles in your area. Yeah. <laughs> it's to identify well, with a it, lifestyle that once you actually drill down upon, you can find thousands of d- different nuances that separate you from the individual people in your group. Well, I mean, that's the whole problem with genre distinctions in general is, is that the, we have them because we kind of need them. Mm-hmm. Like that they're extremely convenient for communicating mm-hmm. an idea. But at the same time, they're also inherently problematic. I mean, I, I, to some people... Uh, even people within Christian communities, being a Christian means I'm a conservative Republican yeah. uh, that believes that gay people are going to burn in hell, mm-hmm. and that, you know. But to another group of people, that word doesn't mean that. Yeah, and, like my- and that's a, that's a difficult thing. But I, I don't know if we can get rid of the, the nomer. It's been there. It's been around so long. Well, it's good to get people under the umbrella or into the into the hut, basically. Like my mom was always like, uh, I would come to her with it once I got older, and I was like, wait, so like why? I, why why did why did god flood the earth and she's like yeah. oh that didn't happen and mm-hmm. i was like well how do you so you pick you get to pick and choose what shit you want to follow in this in the same way if i'm like you're a gamer oh do you like uh real time strategy games she's like no I hate those things. We're like, yeah. why did you say you were a gamer? Well, because, mm-hmm. because now, like we, now we have a fucking common. We have a, a, an yeah. icebreaker here, and the picking and choosing part is good. See, that is, motherfucker, that's, that's doubt me. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I do. Right. But the world. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. You know, I said earlier, you asked about about my religion. I yeah, mean, yeah, I am a Christian, and so that's the other end. If you, if you, you've got to have a word to talk about parts of it, and it's the closest we've gotten. That's yeah. the other end. You know, it's. I could say I could spend ten minutes expressing the specifics of my beliefs, but in a conversational setting, that doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, so even well. early. Christians didn't call themselves Christians. They called themselves all kinds of different yeah, things. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, they called themselves Jews yeah. originally. I mean, when, yeah. uh, when, when Christianity came around, it was, it was, has a, no, has a big... A no, big, I know. That's a funny. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, it has a, a big place in America, obviously, which is it's kind of bizarre because it, we're like, oh, like people left, uh, people left England because it wasn't cool. It wasn't hardcore enough. We got to go and, yeah. and you know, but it, it, you know, there's this period where there was a lot of you know a lot of wilderness, and I feel like people were like, if you said like, are you you know, are you Christian? You see this in like old westerns and shit where people are like, are you are you Christian? You, you know, like, do you? You, you down like, with you the like, clown? You yeah. just, you with the shit, you know? And it's like that's kind of like the that's you what know, they used to say. 
Yeah, that's kind of the, the the passing of the peace pipe type of thing without any without any cool smoke right. And well, shit. I mean, yeah, Constantine said he was Christian, but he was also a you know sociopathic jerk. I sure, mean, but yeah. it's, it's it's really rough. But yeah. I do, and you know, the other end of it, um, we, had, can, we can talk about the, the 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 semantics of it. And I think we should. The semantics are important, especially in religion. But then there's the other end of it. Like, I mean, everything, the end where I'm like, oh important. yeah, it's Christian. By the way, you know, this doesn't make any sense. It's no. not. It's not reasonable. I actually believe there was this dude 2,000 years ago that walked around saying really wonderful things and got killed for it. Yeah. And I, Mm -hmm. honest to God, believe, and this sounds like crazy stuff, I I believe he came back to life. I actually believe. I believe all the dinosaurs are gay, and that's why they died (laughs) out, though. Yeah. They they didn't want to fuck the puss. (laughs) But that's why I love you, Jared, because you're like, you're also a man of science. Like oh, yeah. you, you are deep, you're deeply entrenched in the philosophy of space travel. You understand like uh, the, the, hum, the human elements and life down to the fucking atom. Like you can I care down. about it. The That's thing, what, you, you the thing is, is that people have this idea that like, you know, like I, I am very much in the same vein as Jared in a lot of ways. And like, and people have this idea that like, you know, even like, cause Catholics used to persecute scientists, right? Yeah. yeah. But nowadays the cath the Pope. Has his personal astrophysicist that he goes to, and he's like, "Hey, man, is this shit about space true?" And that guy's like, "Yeah, that shit's true." Yeah, but that's like if I had a personal trainer. It's like just because I have that dude doesn't mean I use him. Actually, from what I understand, the Vatican guys are pretty good. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I've I've heard like Neil deGrasse Tyson on his show calls them up and they sit there and talk about space phenomena and stuff. Really? And he's just he's an astrophysicist well, who also happens to be a priest. Two like, two things about that. Okay, first they did a, they did persecute science horribly. You know, I'm pretty pissed at Neil deGrasse Tyson for talking shit on BB-8. Yeah, a long. <laughs> Time ago, that round Catholic. robot would not work on sand. Shut the fuck up. As yeah. a Catholic, I'm upset that he told the Pope that when it rains, it's not really angels crying. I know that's bullshit. <laughs> what about <laughs> angels bowling? But uh, the Catholic that's angels doing something still, very different. The jury's still out yeah. on that one. The Catholic <laughs> they haven't asked about that yet. Ca- they caught up on some of this uh, eventually. I mean, and, and a long time ago, actually, uh, they, they realized their mistake eventually with Galileo. They're like, oh man, we screwed that up. Wow, the world yeah. really and, is flat. You know, yeah, a hundred, you know, a hundred years after Galileo, the Catholic Church is beginning to embrace science. The frightening thing um, is that it's a lot of atheists nowadays who believe that the Earth is flat, like those yeah. fucking flat Earthers. Those are, those are crackheads, basically. <laughs> yeah, Actually, yeah. Scott, to bring that back real quick, I remember, I remember asking you, no, as, when I was, yeah, for sure. When I was a kid, I asked my mom, like, I heard thunder, and we, me and my brothers, like, hid behind the couch. Yeah. We're like, what's that noise? And my mom said, bowling. it's angels bowling. Yeah. yeah. And I was, like, I immediately remember thinking, like, that's way worse. Yeah, that was supposed to like, make you feel fucking safe. fucking terrifying. Yeah. So there's giant naked winged archangel babies in heaven rolling giant fucking balls around. Yeah, I'll be honest, I have no idea what, what thunder is. Like, I, It's one of those things like they don't really go, like, they're like you know, in third grade, you're like, what's thunder? They're like, well, here's a picture of clouds and some shit going on and something happens there. And like, then they don't ever fully explain it. And then I just really am too lazy to I don't figure it out. You know how light and lightning bolt goes at yeah. the speed of light? Yeah. So it's you know how sonic booms exist? Oh, yeah. is it that? It's, it's pretty sound. much like, it's pretty it's much like that. It's like fireworks. Very similar. Very similar. Oh, God. I'm not talking Jared, about the mic I, Whenever I, if I like gesture the mic, you don't have to, you don't have to like suddenly start talking about the mic. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to vamp about the mic. Uh, I, I got to get this adjusted right. I'm just, so okay. I don't, is it, it, it's the sound it's of. It's the sound of the light. Yeah. Uh, I didn't huh. know. I didn't know either. Right now, yeah. I'm, scientists uh, got probably it's so, uh, the sound of the follow, light. follow yeah. up question. Uh, moray eels are not moray eels. Electric eels are they actually electrical or is that some kind of like neurotoxin? No, that's light from thunder yeah. that yeah. manifested itself as a sneeze, a sea snake. Okay, electrical eels are in fact electrical. Yeah. So why are we not doing more shit with them? Like Aside what? from Amazing Spider-Man Because nobody too. wants to touch them because they're freaking electrical. They're why don't we have, if why you throw your some... phone in the sea, it'll charge it. <laughs> I mean, think about the complexities. Like, i got to have the saltwater tank, i got to have a bunch of eels, and they're going to shock me. Or I could just, like, you know, build a nuclear power plant. That Absolutely. seems simpler. I'm going to send Elon Musk a bunch of electric eels and see what he does with them. because He's, yeah, he's, he's got, got eel some... in his name. I think he can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> electric Elon Musk. He is an eel. He is. The secret. <laughs> the most perfect plane ever created. Am I talking into this thing right now? Even though yeah, he's not. You're doing fine. fine. All right. Aside from addressing the, don't pretend the microphones aren't there. This is a very intimate show. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, the questions of religion bring up. A hey, lot can of I answer a question from earlier? Questions? Yeah, what's the question from earlier? I like 1995. I think it's a great year. Oh yeah, that was a good year for you. Were uh, you born? 
No, fuck you. I don't know how old you are. No, man, it's Windows 95. Yeah, no, that was that was, that was like the that perfect. That was the year uh, money train. No, honestly, out. what were you five? That was no, I was I was, uh, I was nine. Okay, I was just about to turn ten. I was that was the that was the last that was the last fucking hurrah of like pure childhood when I was just like happy and having fun, and then like the following fall, they're like, all right, everybody go get three ring binders and assignment books, and I was like, uh, but why? Last year the homework was draw a pumpkin. <laughs> this this yeah. sounds like some. I threw up in church. This sounds like yeah. some ultimate bullshit like that some psychopath with one arm in a startup company would say but i honestly like i i have a very tough time telling exactly when my childhood ended because i've dragged so many elements of it into my present day oh yeah no this is i've definitely come back like like full force yeah that's a star wars joke for all you star wars fans Mm -hmm. out there but uh no it's funny because i um that was like the, it was the summer after I moved to the country, and I'd started like kind of making friends. But like we we'd go out and fucking and like play manhunt every night, and like you know it's like hide and seek in the dark, and then we'd watch Beavis and Butthead and stay up too late, <laughs> yeah. and like ride bikes cool. around and just throw rocks and stuff, and go read fucking porn in a oh, bomb yeah. shelter, and like yeah, eat a bunch of candy. Wait, and, where, wait, wait, let's go back to the bomb shelter. Yes, oh yeah, uh, no. So there was this bomb shelter that somebody like somebody had put a. I know we've talked about this. Somebody had put a an old playboy like it was like a special edition one that had like a, just a it was just all ladies it was no fucking mm-hmm. articles or anything oh yeah you guys uh, had like a porn in the woods episode once didn't yeah you? that's kind of the theme once. of our show that's like one of the like the yeah. it's the original working yeah. title yeah that's <laughs> like that's like if if kurosawa is a big part of star wars then porn in the woods is a big part of our show yeah. okay absolutely. uh but yeah like somebody taking one of these these wonderful pictorials and put it in like a, a gallon freezer bag and it was at the bottom of this bomb shelter it was like some shit you'd find in fallout but in like a really a part where they like the level designer kind of like phoned it in yeah where you're like i wonder what's in here and there's like there's one thing in here you're like all right fuck but it's porn so you're like fuck yeah um but yeah so that that was it's called a booby trap yeah Max. Mm-hmm. yeah the booby dungeon um but we'd go we'd, we'd all go up there and we'd like act like a bunch of fucking dudes on like a stag party we'd all be like that's some good those some good tits there and i'm like what's that and they're like that's the vagina <laughs> yeah but then like a couple months ago we all got in the car we went to scott bromley's bachelor party and there was all this porn in the back seat and you yeah. and i just sat back there geeking out about it and Brian, I'm like, this is pretty awesome we still get to do this i showed up at ripped work. out the article on how to why, why, why did you have a car full of porn good bachelor well, party because it's, it's a bachelor it's, party yeah. bro yeah. Wait, but like printed porn? Yeah, yeah. printed porn. Yeah, vintage, the, vintage, vintage. Like really awesome oh. old school. And we're, yeah, of course, like we're like... Real big, real big muffs. Where yeah. does one Where does one go to acquire vintage the pornography? The fucking flea market, man. Yeah. We're Get like, that old porn yeah. that people have already janked off to. Yeah. Yep. Janked off. That seems unsanitary. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, hey, you guys can call them panguses. I can call it janking yeah. off. Um, but yeah, so to, to answer this, like it, having a hard end to, to childhood, I feel like it really felt like the following... Um, the following fall, my my uncle died, and my cat ran away, and I broke my arm, Jesus. and I had to move all in like the same like three month stretch, mm-hmm. and I was like starting basically the equivalent of middle school. And they recast uh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the following year, Batman and Robin did come out. We had a new Bruce Wayne every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, no, but then they put us were dark yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was just kind of like, oh hey, and it was like it wasn't it wasn't puberty. It was I guess you know I was like a tween pretty much, but yeah. it was like, hey, depression. Deal yeah, with I always it. felt yeah. like the like childhood. There was like it was childhood was always in the or like not even like childhood, but sort of just like the that adolescent juvenile like understanding or 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 or, or want for something that's stupid in the cor- was always kind of in the corner of my life. Yeah. Of like even when it's like me and my friends would go into town and uh, we'd like. Borrow, take beers from somebody's house, and we try to like talk to girls and cool. fail. There'd always be like, like we did we did a shop in my town called Starlog that was basically like it was a magazine that turned got turned into a store that was basically what? like the original what did they they Starlog store. Did you? I didn't tell you about this. No, I just remember yeah. the magazine. Yeah, no, we Star- talked about yeah, this. Starlog was also yeah, we a did, store. We, oh, okay, uh, and it was like I swear it was like it started it was like Suncoast, kind of, but it started like seventy percent Star Trek memorabilia and weird shit like that so suncoast yeah and i didn't care about star trek at all but they also just started getting uh comic books in the front so the first Ah. third of it were comic books and with comic books came comic book cards and action figures and then i started seeing like you know high-end action figures for this first time and bus and like they had autograph signings and like people would like uh you know todd mcfarlane would come into town and like sit down and be a line down the street of like people my age were you Mm -hmm. were you that nerdy back then yeah but i mean the thing was it was like it wasn't that i was that nerdy it was that it was always there yeah. in some way you weren't yeah. that nerdy you were a fucking kid i was dude. a kid it was yeah. like, it didn't define everything for me but then like even like i went to college and i went to college in new york city and i went to 
arcades and action figure stores and comic book shops. And I sat around uh, playing, like I brought my NES to college, you know, and like we played, we played video games uh, like all through college and I would draw like superheroes and I had a toy design class and sculpture classes and stuff like that. And like, it was just kind of fucking always there. And I think it was because like growing up, uh, Scott, you probably remember this, but there was that the original like commercials for Toys R Us was I don't want to grow up. I'm, I'm a Toys R Us kid. kid. Yeah. yeah, Jaleel White. Yeah, there's a million Toys R Us. Jenny Lewis. I play with. And I remember like telling my mom. My mom always made fun of me using that song, but like in a very kind of endearing mm-hmm. way, where yeah. she'd just be like, "You don't ever want to grow up." And like when I got the job at IGN and moved across the country to like play video games for a living and talk about them, she was like, "You're a Toys R Us kid." Like you never stop huh. doing that. That's great. Like, that's, and I think it's like, I don't, like a lot of people like they grow up. There's that whole fucking scene at the end of that dumb movie, The Santa Claus, mm-hmm. where that fucking idiot it's holds up whistle. that shitty toy that he gets, and he's like, oh. Yeah, Judge Reinhold would want a fucking wiener whistle. Yeah, and I think it's like a lot of people forget that. Doesn't don't Anybody judge Reinhold. Knock? And I don't think your childhood or your adolescence or that juvenile joy towards. Hey man, things. I am the law. No, I mean I. I don't what, think it needs to I, define your adulthood, but I think you need a little bit of it all the time. Calhoun, I, I'm high school really patrol. really privileged to be a guest here and one of the reasons for that is the fact I'm a fan of your show. I love what you guys do. And Thanks, one man. of the things that's beautiful about the show is you talk about childhood in articulate and passionate ways. And yeah. you, you, you do connect to that in an unashamed, very honest, and, and frankly, very important and profound way. I love the fact or when we that do. you guys talk about this. But you, you motherfuckers, you really do need to go to space camp at some point. I mean, that needs to happen. This is like yeah. a weird I, version of you motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I saw the movie. I don't need to go to space camp. Uh, I always want to Someone will accidentally I push the wrong button and then we'll too. go into space. We yeah. had space week growing up, which was fucking awesome because first through fifth grade, we had this teacher named Mr. Dunn who was like he, oh, done, done. the most like the most space obsessed dude I've ever met. And it, honestly, he broke me because I thought that all teachers forever would care that much about space. And then you get to a certain age where teachers are like, I got, I got, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> That's my yep. space. No, space That's is the thing the, I'm worried space about. Space is the best man. Space. Yeah. So yes. we had space week. They would fucking erect this. Like it was like a Winnebago turned into a spaceship that they would put space on. Ball. Yeah, that's, that's and they would put it on the fucking stage in our gym, and they would put tin foil and dim the lights in the gym, and put up like hang paper planets and shit like that. And kids would go in there, and I remember this dude almost got fired because he bought a fucking planetarium that was like we st- bought a zoo. It was like stupid expensive for the and school. For the school, and it was like one side of it had a fan, oh. and. And the other side of it had a tunnel, and the fan just pumped the whole thing up. And in the middle of it was this projector, and the projector uh, would beam the solar system all over the inside. So, like, you and, like, 23rd graders would crawl into this thing, sit in a circle in the middle, and look up, and all of a sudden be like, oh, shit, I'm in fucking space right now. And like, That's amazing. They, yeah, and everybody wow. was like, you can't do this. Like, this is too expensive. Well, well, why are we doing space week? Like, these kids have real shit to deal with right now. And... Uh, I I'll never forget that like how important that is to just hold on to that sort of like childlike idiocy and, uh, it, and run with it forever. It's fantastic. There's this the series I love by a guy named James Burke, a British uh, documentarian, scientific historian, yep. called The Day the Universe Changed. And it's 10 hours of this old British guy talking, and it is what you're describing there encapsulated again and again and again and again in a kind of a reiterative loop. Every human being on Earth needs to watch this. It's just, it, it's just like, yeah, there is more to life than sitting here and being miserable, and it's taking things a little too far and caring a little too much about them and then because they're great. I agree. Yep. All right. Well, with that, thanks, Jared. We'll wrap us yeah. up for oh, our first sweet. one. Stay tuned. This Jared nice. will be here uh, next week, though, too. So. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to make you sit on this exact couch for th- an entire seven days. Uh, yes. Thanks for listening. You go to IGN to see all the stuff that Jared and Brian and Max are working. Go to every Thursday at noon to watch Up at Noon, the live yeah. show that they do. They just uh, filmed one with the Lonely Island. This mm-hmm. should be up by the time you hear this. That poor was, Island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be up. A month after. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying you can go back and watch it in case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can, should I guess, Jared, what's the best way they can find you? The Fallout Podcast? Are you doing uh, the podcast, podcast stuff what, at IGN? Yeah. Or? yeah. I, yeah I, uh, Vault, uh, Vault will be running at least a couple more weeks. So yep. they can find it at Vault IGN. You can reach out to me at Petty, Jared on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do all kinds of stuff at IGN. I, I guess I'm kind of a Swiss Army knife there. A little bit of this. You do a everything. Bit of that. that's, so, that's, yeah. You do reviews, um, previews. You do guides. You yep, do, do a lot of guide stuff. You're, features. Features. You're an editor. Yeah. That's, that's, what's a really stuff. awesome like op-ed feature you wrote recently? That, that Recently, it's been. A, it's actually been a while. Did, I'm working did, on one right now. Did you um, do a Star Wars one recently? Uh, I 
did several Star Wars ones, okay. but I actually haven't done an op-ed in more than a month. Really? Uh, yeah, which is unusual for me. I do them pretty frequently. Yeah, we got to fix that. Uh, yeah, I haven't done that in a mail. You can find the rest of us on Twitter as well. I'm at Chef Money. Brian's at Agent Bizzle. Max is at Max Scoville. And Scott is at Scott underscore Bromley. Remember to go check out our website, ComedyButton.com, where you can buy a bunch of merch, including movie commentaries, and go support us on Patreon. We got Doug Knuckum shirts on there. Yeah, hey, Doug Knuckum. Patreon.com slash comedy button. A dollar a month gets you extra episodes. They're just like this. There's yeah. no difference between them, except we don't do this shit. I eat a right whole now. pack of gum so, and yeah, I shit a big pink that, Please bubble. go check it out. And that Patreon uh, scales, too. You can kick in a couple more bucks and get cooler shit. You can get our return. movie commentaries every month. Yeah. You know, as part of it, you can tier. also get in our Google Hangouts. There's a lot of tiers. Just go check it out. Yeah, Google put, in, uh, put in 75 bucks, and we'll each send you an uh, autographed Polaroid of our buttholes. That's not true. If you say that, they will give us that money. <laughs> give us $100 yeah, to man. see our buttholes. I will just I will take a picture of a weird marmot's house and send it to you. <laughs> a weird marmot's that's, right. a, that's a fine aquatic mammal. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you, and we love you, and we'll see you next week good night it is once again time that we give thanks in silent tribute to all of those who have given their lives to the patreon in the form of two dollar bills or more thank you jimmy kruskal shaboogan greg norwood nathaniel anuziata kevin nist joseph lazier Sounds like he was in control of the music this week. Rodrigo Lopez, Jason Chisholm, Jackson Hall, Lucas Trezinka, Jake Baldino, Ben, Nicholas Smith, Sahil Rajvashnishi, Jack Goodwin, Jack Zachary Izzelm, Caden Boyette, D6, The Mighty Ducks Are Back, Justin, Kevin Lee Messurier, Max P8, Brian Berland, Michael Kolodowski, Eric McConnell, Kai Westfall, Jeremy, John Schwartz, Christian Purcell, Max, and David G. Makuzuki. Thank you for your support. The Comedy Button is executive produced by Paula Schultz, Paul Grabovac, Motherfucking Kevin, Matt Shotrop, Laura K. Buzz, Curtis Ruska, John Skinner, J. Ellis James, Jamie Gordon, and Don Grove!